Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Annalise Mikkel was born on the 21st of September in 1952 in West Germany. After her apparent possession and exorcism attempts, the world of paranormal investigation was never the same. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're exploring the possession and exorcisms, yes, multiple, of Annalise Mikkel, one of the most high-profile and interesting cases of a person under the influence of paranormal entities. Many books have been written about this famous case, and of course the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose is based on Annalise's tragic story. Later on in the show, we'll share an audio clip of one of her 67 exorcisms. There'll be a warning just before it's played. The clip contains disturbing content, so listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Now, let's kick things off with this week's fact or fiction. The word poltergeist comes from the German term for movement and the German term for ghost. Is this fact or fiction? Find out at the end of the show. Anna Elizabeth Mikkel, later known as Annalise, was born to a Roman Catholic family in Liebelfing on the 21st of September 1952. She had two parents, Joseph and Anna, and three sisters. She was a religious person attending Mass twice a week. With a large and loving family, Annalise appeared to be just a normal girl. Unfortunately, when she was 16 years old, Annalise suffered from a severe convulsion and was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. In June 1970, when Annalise was 17 years old and a patient at a psychiatric hospital, she had repeated seizures. She was prescribed multiple anti-convulsion drugs, which did not alleviate the problem. She described seeing devil faces throughout the day and was noted by psychiatrists is displaying disturbed behaviour and delusions. By 1973, she began experiencing depression. Her classmates at university described her as withdrawn and very religious. She hallucinated while praying, 
and would often hear voices telling her she would rot in hell and that she was damned. The psychiatrist failed to find a cure and Elisa's symptoms became worse. She started to find Christian sacred places and objects such as crucifixes repulsive and could not tolerate being near religious symbols. Annalise was escorted to San Dimanio with a family friend for a Christian pilgrimage. She found it incredibly difficult to exist in such a religious space. Father Ernst Walt later said of her account she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with great hesitation. Annalise said the soil burned like fire and she could barely stand on it. When she saw people praying by a shrine, she reported seeing them gnashing their teeth. When walking past pictures of Christ, she averted her gaze. Of the medals and pictures of saints residing in the chapel of the house, Annalise said they sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it. She believed she could communicate with Mary, mother of Jesus, and that she brought the stigmata, which is the crucifixion wounds bore by Jesus Christ, at this point, her family and community in West Germany were convinced that she wasn't just epileptic, but was in fact possessed. Despite their pleas for help, the local priests declined performing an exorcism. They recommended medical treatment and suggested that the family seek permission from the bishop for an exorcism. The rules for an exorcism were exhaustive. The subject must have strictly met the criteria and be undoubtedly under demonic control. Funnily enough, and as you might expect, one of the pieces of criteria for an exorcism sanctioned by the Catholic Church was an intense dislike for religious objects. Annalise worsened physically. She was aggressive, injuring herself, eating insects and drinking her own urine regularly. Despite antipsychotic drugs and increasingly intensive medical care, her visions and anti-religion episodes persisted. She began growling, seeing demons throwing things. Priest Father Ernst Alt was convinced that Annalise was experiencing demonic possession, urging the local bishop to approve an exorcism for her. Annalise wrote to Ernst saying, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. Loose Lips, the podcast where we give our expert, not so expert advice. Join us as we figure life out one episode at a time. Yeah, you don't want them break dancing in the middle of <laughs> Weatherspoons, do you really? A tanned ankle, no socks, boat shoes. So they have like a partially tanned foot. <laughs> so you got through it? Yeah, well, I mean, well, we're not together now. But... Oh, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say I'm furious. High five yourself, boom. Whoop. Another life saved, you know? Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search List Slips for weekly topics and some seriously juicy listener dilemmas. Finally, in September 1975, and after two years of a whole community pleading for help, Bishop Joseph Strungle granted Father Arnold Rents permission to perform an exorcism according to the ritual Romanum, but ordered total secrecy. The first session began on the 24th of September. Annalise spoke of dying for the wayward youth of the day and for the apostate priests of the modern church. She requested her parents only rely on the exorcism rites with no input from the doctors, and they complied. 
a total of 67 exorcism sessions. A total of 67 exorcism sessions occurred once or twice a week, lasting up to four hours each, performed over 10 months in 1975 and 1976. I'm about to play a short clip from one of those exorcism sessions and you can hear the pain and confusion in Annalisa's voice, a voice that sounds shockingly unlike anything a human could produce. Listener discretion is advised. Here's the clip. I remember the first time I heard this clip and I cried. It's horrendous. And to see the pictures of what this young lady looked like before the possession and during, um, it's, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. And according to some language experts, her words and speech in some of the exorcism recordings allegedly are from an ancient language that Annalise could not have obtained as it was a language so historic not many people knew of it. So who was talking through her and why? The demon? The devil himself? We will never know. Such was her parents' belief that she was possessed by the devil himself that they allowed the church to work on her over a lengthy and exhausting period of time. Annalise still experienced symptoms of demonic possession up until her death on the 1st of July 1976. Near the end of her life, she refused to eat and her autopsy listed her cause of death as malnutrition and dehydration. In her final exorcism session, she weighed only 30 kilograms. She suffered from broken knees due to constantly bending down, could not move herself without assistance and contracted pneumonia as well. The state maintained that her death could have been prevented as late as one week prior. In 1976, Annalise's parents and the priest Ernst Alt and Arnold Renz were charged with negligent homicide. The prosecution was not seeking jail time for the parents due to them having suffered enough taking care of Annalise during her episodes and during her time in hospital. The trial took place on the 30th of March 1978 where doctors testified that Annalise was never possessed. It was her strict religious upbringing which caused these psychological episodes. The defence argued that exorcism is legal and that the protection of citizens under the German constitution is irrespective of their religious beliefs. The tapes were played in court of Annalise's exorcism. In April 1978, the Michaels and the priests were convicted with negligent homicide. Both Ernst and Arnold testified that the final exorcism before Annalise's death freed her. After the trial, her parents asked the authorities for permission to exhume Annalise's remains. They did this uh, because she had been buried in a hurry in a cheap coffin two years prior. The official reports state the body was not deteriorating at a normal rate but a corpse that age, and the family and the priests were discouraged from viewing her body. 
It will visit Annalise's gravesite, mostly small groups of Catholics, who believe she atoned for wayward priests and sinful youths. On the 6th of June 2013, a fire engulfed her old house. People speculate that this is a result of the exorcisms that were performed there. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, as you know, I've experienced negative entities that have done physical harm to my investigators, scratches, burns, all sorts of awful things. So I believe that human beings can become possessed by a demonic energy. And one of my other reasons for that is I've seen um, members of my team change. Their personalities will change. We'll be in a house where evil deeds have been done, performed, murders, suicides, and so on, and there's a negative energy there. And I've seen certain members of my team, they'll go very quiet or they'll become violent or angry. So what's happening there? Are they being affected, sort of possessed in a way, by the negative entity that resides in there? So as I say, I do believe that human beings can become possessed. So what would you do if it were a member of your family who started showing frightening signs of possession? In most cases, you'd get the doctor in and the church. Well, I know I would, that's for sure. So did the parents do anything wrong here? Could they have done something to stop Annalise from dying? Well, I would like to think so. But remember, this happened in the 1970s when anything out of the ordinary was frowned upon and ridiculed. The Catholic Church would have been way, way more stricter then and not thought of the poor young girl's health. They would have believed that prayers and the multiple exhaustive exorcisms would have finally won. But as we know, sadly, they didn't. So when was enough enough? I do believe that Annalise was possessed by something demonic. And for me, this is what clinches it. It's the ancient language that she was speaking that makes me believe she was possessed. Why would and how would she have known that particular ancient language? Unless something was speaking through her. 
We will never really know or understand possession. And I think that's one of the many, many reasons why we're so terrified of it. This week's story comes from our listener, Lewis. He says, I must have been about 10, maybe a bit older. I looked up at the balcony from the hallway downstairs and saw a dog's face like a border collie looking down at me. It was transparent white, but you could make out the black on its ears and face. As I'm writing this, I can just see the memory in my mind giving me goosebumps. So I walked up the stairs and there it was, still staring at me through the balcony. I saw only moments ago from the hallway. In a blink of an eye, it was gone. When we moved into the house in 2009, I was in the garden with my dad. He was digging, tidying up, and out of this hole came the skull of a dog. We thought someone must have buried it years ago, so it might not have anything to do with it. But who knows, still strange nevertheless. When we moved in, the dog we had was a border collie named Milo, who died not long after we moved in. So, could I have seen my dog's spirit? Well, hi, Lewis. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And as you know, I definitely believe that all living beings on this plane go on to another plane. And sometimes those beings can show themselves to us after they've gone. My dog, Lily, who was awful, was run over after escaping the garden fence. Um, She, her spirit, visited us an hour after she was killed. We didn't see her. We heard her. Now, on her collar was a silver buckle that when she ate or drank from her bowls, you would always hear the buckle clank, clank, clank against the side of the metal bowl. We were all sitting in the kitchen talking quietly, still shocked and upset at what had happened, and we'd just finished burying her in the garden. Suddenly, as loud as a bell, the clank, clank, clank of her collar resounded around us. We quickly got up and checked the area around her bowl, and I don't know what we were expecting to find. Perhaps a small animal had got into the house and was noisily helping themselves to some food and water. But there was nothing there. We knew then that Lily had come back to us and was going about her business as usual. So, Lewis, I know that your dog definitely came back to say hello to you and is probably bounding about the house and you never know you might just see milo again now let's get the answer to this week's fact or fiction to remind you it was the word poltergeist comes from the german term for movement and the german term for ghost so fact or fiction what did you say fiction well it's halfway true the term poltergeist comes from polter meaning create a disturbance or make noise in geist which means ghost so coined in 1838 the term came about to describe the activity of spirits who make their presence known physically be that moving an object or using an object to make a sound and the term itself translates to noisy ghost get in touch with us and share your stories at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk or on whatsapp you know how i love listening to your beautiful voices uh, the number is 075 we are on instagram where we share all our stories videos pictures and so on and our handle is at paranormal activity pod stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and i'll be back again same time next week but if you can't wait until then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early have a great week stay safe and remember things aren't always as they seem temple university is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the u.s Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. 
Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.